0: Are yours outdated or blah? Tune in to find out. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Episode 313, Hardware Updates and Trends for 2019. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 313. And, you know, I think this hardware is something a lot of people forget about or they don't really pay a lot of attention to. So I'm glad that we're pulling, uh... <laughs> 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 pulling wow. the curtain back to say, let's be looking at these.
1: Okay. I'm, trying, I'm desperately thinking of another pun. Pull pun. What else can we say? Um, Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the knob. That doesn't really uh, work. Uh, 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 nah, bad one. Okay, yes. Door hardware, cabinet hardware, all the sorts of hardware that you have in your home. Really the unsung heroes of decor because as often is the case, the design is in the details. And those are some really – Important details, they have to function well and they need to be beautiful. And when they
0: are and when they work with your style, it really adds a lot to the overall look. Yeah, yeah, Kelly, I like to think of it as being a ring on somebody's hand or a bracelet Or a necklace. Mm -hmm. It's so small compared to the, you you know, the clothing that the person's wearing. But yet, that's really the sparkle. That's what you notice. And what a difference a beautiful ring makes or a beautiful bracelet. I mean, your eye is really drawn to it. And it can really pull an outfit together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The way uh, hardware adds uh, dimension to the overall design is... um, Really not in conjunction with the size of it, right? So it's mm-hmm, usually these mm-hmm. small items, and maybe not even that many of them. But wow, it really does make a big difference, um, and it can be inexpensive—you know, relatively inexpensive, of course, compared to actually furniture or draperies or fabric or even pillows. So, an instant, relatively inexpensive, and make a big impact. So that is a really important uh, topic to cover, and that's why we're doing. Devoting an entire episode to it today. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, another thing I really like about it is it's what you said. A lot of times you can get some beautiful hardware that's not too expensive if you know where to shop. And we're going to be talking about that today. But also, it's so easy to do. It really is amazing what a difference it makes in a kitchen, for example, or a bathroom. And uh, if you can, usually you can find some knobs or pulls that are exactly the size of what you had. So there's no, there's no power tools required for the most part, which is fantastic. So oh, yeah. cer- something easy to do.
1: Yeah, most knobs, unless you're going vintage, I mean a lot of knobs these days, or even vintage ones, you know, there there's a standard size uh that will fit a lot of furniture you already have, or if you're thrifting furniture, you know, there's just there's a certain separation. If you're to, kind of like faucets, you know, it's the four-inch spread or the widespread or something like that. So it's, you know, fairly standard. Um, so you should be able to mix and match. And you and not only should you be able to to find things. But maybe you should consider doing that. Sometimes the knobs that come with a piece of furniture or the knobs on your kitchen, if you put them in a long time ago, or if you purchased a kitchen and their knobs are already there, it might not be something that first jumps out to you as something you need to replace or think about changing out. But um, yeah, as you'll see today, and if you really give it some consideration, it can make a tremendous difference, particularly in the kitchen where you've got so many knobs going on, pulls right. knobs, you know, bin poles, you can have all different things. And sometimes you want it to blend and sometimes it's a good idea if it pops. So we'll talk about uh, the different situations where you might want to, um, you know, go a different route for your knobs
0: in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I did want to mention too, because I have changed out doorknobs before and recently, there was a change in the standard size of doorknobs. So be careful if you are changing out No doorknobs. way! I mean, when did that happen?
1: That slipped right by me. Well, <laughs> was that was that a congressional movement? I mean,
0: how did that happen? I don't know what happened. But, I, oh. you know, our old house uh, was built in 1978. And in the 90s, I changed out the doorknobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did not fit in the old holes in the door. And so I actually got this special special little fixture at, that I put on my drill and wow. it made the hole bigger and I'll uh include a link for it. It wow. was super cheap and inexpensive and you just put that on and made the hole slightly bigger. And then everything just popped right on. It was great. Oh wow so you're talking about actually door knobs. Door knobs. Which not- I was planning to include today. Is that all right?
1: right. Oh of course of course but mm-hmm. I'm just, just to differentiate. So this is yes the this hole is all that only- the doorknob that the actual e- that functions with the latch and the all of that yes, stuff. Yes exactly.
0: Okay. Yes, because that can make a big difference changing those out as well. That's so interesting. Like who would even be like, hey, you guys, we should really change that out. Like, I, mean, I did. <laughs> I changed them out. No, I mean like the
1: people who make them. You know? Oh, the whole size. Makes yeah, like, that. oh, no, know let's make happened. this
0: slightly wider so we just mess with everything. Well, I don't like, know what the deal was. was I changed brands. I don't know what the problem was, but oh, I had to do that maybe. to every single door in that house. Although it wasn't a huge house, it had five bedrooms. So uh,
1: that's a lot of doors. There were a lot yeah. of doors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about the hardware. You know, it, you know, either doors or your kitchen. You think, oh yeah, it just you know, you need a few knobs. But when you start counting, I know I was really surprised here with this kitchen when I was creating it oh, because yeah. I didn't. I really, to my mind, didn't have a whole lot of cabinetry. And then two of the big things were the. Uh, freezer and the refrigerator, so that was going to be different anyway. But when you start counting them up,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of knobs. Right, right. That's what I was saying. I mean, you really do have to be – I mean, I really wouldn't go cheap, Uh, cheap, cheap, but you do have to consider that cost if you're looking at a regular size kitchen. There's more knobs than you think. And if you're spending, you know, it makes a big difference spending on a three dollar knob or a ten dollar knob for a kitchen, you know, that has, I don't I don't know, did you count how many knobs you had there? Yeah, I, I actually do remember because it was twenty-three and for
1: whatever reason, mm-hmm. twenty-three is my lucky number. And so I was like, Oh, that you know, that that's a good omen. Um and I would suggest when you do this, you know, buy a couple more. You know, I went vintage at that time. And so I was able to find 24 knobs if oh. I mm-hmm. was buying them and I had, you know, I could have bought a- – Several more, I probably would have gotten a handful more, you know, maybe four more just to be safe. Uh, because mine are glass too, because I mean, something could happen, it could crack, or maybe you add some more cabinets later, someplace else, and then you want, or you cover up those open shelves with doors, and then you want uh, to put some knobs on there, then you'll have some in your stash.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the styles that are hot right now. Um, one of the things I was noticing is that it seems like in years past, uh, we were kind of talking about this, that it's kind of like the style of dress, like Long ago and far away, you know, the mini skirt was popular and then the maxi skirt. This was the 60s. And, uh, you know, I love looking at uh, the history of, of fashion. And then now it's like anything in between is in style. And that seems to be happening with the hardware as well because it seemed like it had to be brass and then no, it had to be nickel and then no, it had to be pewter or oil rub bronze. And now really it's anything goes and there's even Many, many, many more options out there. And I love the choices.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good way to look at it because I don't, yeah, people and trends seem to be much more categorized you know, decades and decades ago. And as we've moved forward, things have loosened up and maybe it's just, you know, a lot of things came into style and, and some things stayed around and then they became sort of these classics or these classic finishes and things like that. Um so we're free to sort of incorporate them all without looking dated. And as Anita and I say to you guys a lot, what we love is the mixture of styles um, to create your own look. We're going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode, just in general about your decor. But in hardware, mixing metals is is definitely a good idea. Um, I have some ideas on how you might do that, which we can talk about too. But I yeah, I definitely agree that there's – you can m- add in some different things now. It's just not one thing. Not everybody's doing brass. Not everybody's doing the brushed nickel. I guess it was maybe 20 years ago or so when the oil raw bronze first, you know, sort of darkened the horizon. And mm-hmm. I went crazy for that. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it just, well, it was, it was so
0: new, it was so different. And that's what our right. farm is oil raw bronze. And now I'm like, Meh. But yeah, it was I'm so anti shiny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, It
1: was so anti shiny mm-hmm. gold brass and and so I oh, I just dove into that. I loved it. And then I I kind of didn't get on to the whole brushed nickel thing. Mm-hmm. Um I like a warmer fixture, you know, whether it's a knob or even a faucet or things like that. So I never really got on that train. I don't remember ever doing a kitchen with that. Um uh, but that was hot maybe like 10 years ago. And now that's I'm not saying it's looking dated, but that isn't the most current thing. And as Anita's saying, a more current look is to sort of mix mix them in together. But well, and mixing- that's right.
0: I was just going to say it's not that long ago that mixing metals was seen as a big no-no. Yeah, you know that was I. I, I want to say like five years ago, people just didn't do it. But I had a hard time making it work in my house. And so I just mixed the metals because I just thought I want the nickel in the, for my faucets in the kitchen when we built this house. But I thought, but I don't want, I just felt like the silver colored chandelier was going to look um, just a little too contemporary for the space. So oh, I yeah. went with kind of the gold um, crystal chandelier over the island. So I was just mixing just because I just thought, I, I don't know, it's just what I wanted to do.
1: Well, no, and it, it looks absolutely beautiful, but here's what you're saying. You didn't say, oh, I'm going to mix all my, you know, all my knobs are going to be slightly mixed. You know, my cabinetry knobs going to be this, and then, you know, the island's going to be different. I think you could, you want to keep the category of it the same. Right, right, but right. You Right, so you could have... Your faucets and all that could be one thing. Your knobs could be something different, but all your knobs should be the same finish. And then, of course, your chandelier can be something completely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you have a chandelier and then maybe you have sconces, they should be very similar or at least, you know, the the same general look or finish.
0: Right. And then just a little further over, I've got a French kind of a dark, bronzy looking lantern over my breakfast room table. Uh, So that's kind of what I did because I just thought, I don't want this in the shiny silver. It's just going to ruin my antique look in here. So, you know, I I don't know. It just makes sense to me. And I think that's really something that over the ages – Back in the day, you know, back 100 years ago, 200 years ago, I just, people obviously didn't have the money to have everything match. So it just kind of is something that people used to do and we're just now getting back to it. But I think I like it because it gives you much more opportunity to create your own individual style, like you were saying. And let's talk about some of these different finishes because I am loving all of the options right now. In fact, one of the new ones I'm seeing for this year is a black, a matte black knob. I think that's really pretty
1: yeah I like that a lot, and just one more thing that uh just to on the finishes, I would try if you can to stay uniform in your door hardware throughout your home. Mhm so that's how I would in my mind categorize it. like you could your knobs in your kitchen can certainly be different than your door knobs on your doors, yes, but I would say. You know, it In the category, okay, all my doorknobs are going to be this and my mm-hmm. hinges are going to be the same. Yes. Then you could have all your knobs and your pulls and whatnot in the same finish. And then, of course, these other things that we're talking about, uh, the lighting fixtures and the faucets and things like that, that can be whatever works in your decor.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And so I definitely would say all the pulls in your kitchen, I would have in one particular finish or all where they all coordinate and they're the same A shade of something and then all your like our kitchen for example we have the uh, produce sink and then the other sink but the faucets are both the same color so but yeah so i think that's absolutely i mean that's definitely the way i would i would agree that that you should go rather than yeah i wouldn't be putting a silver knob on one cabinet and then next to it a gold one i think that's going to be a little odd looking right Okay, so let's get into these finishes mm-hmm. that you were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, I mean, one of the new ones I'm seeing is the matte black. Um, I, I, so black chrome, uh, weathered soft iron. I mean, there's so many, and some of these may even be the same, but these are just some of the names that I saw across uh, different places that just uh, were very interesting and just really cool looking. Uh, Antique pewter. Uh an antique. Yeah, there's copper. a lot of
1: different options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean there and then of course there's the brass, the shiny, or the unlacquered, which is And you
0: know, antique. Mm-hmm. And
1: antique. So and you know, it, the unlacquered is you know for the non faint of heart that wants to just see it patina on its own. And you can all or you get it that where it's already sort of antiqued and has the patina on it. And so that's kind of a little bit of a weathered look, of course.
0: And you know, I'm just going to say about the unlacquered brass, I had an unlacquered brass sink and it never really looked good.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I'm not sure I would suggest it in a sink, but on a faucet, I had a faucet like that. And it was really one of my favorite faucets of all time. So uh, I think, you know, I, it just really depends on how it's being used.
1: But- yeah. my I have a lot of unlacquered uh, furniture poles and knobs mm-hmm. that just happen to come with antiques and whatnot. And I know that it's an unfinished brass. And they've done right. their patina a long time right. ago. And I love, I love them look. the way there are. Yeah. And, but yes, if we are just you know tossing in the kitchen sink, as they say today, <laughs> I never had a sink that was unlacquered, but all my faucets in this house are unlacquered. I wanted to go with that because I thought it was very mm-hmm. um, age appropriate for the house. Oh, and absolutely! I love my kitchen sink with all of my heart. But some of the other ones, like the one in the powder room, it just didn't patina the right way. Is it brass? Uh, it's unlacquered brass, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're all unlacquered brass, but not, not every do so well. brass yeah. patinas the right way. I don't and think And that might mine just did. be the luck of the draw. I mean, they were all, you know, good quality uh, companies. So, you know, just watch out for that. But, you know, today we're talking about knobs and pulls and stuff like that. Right. Uh, chances are it's going to patina really nicely. And if it doesn't, you know, you're talking about, you know, tops, maybe a $10. Hopefully you're not spending more than that, 10 or $12 on a pull. Um, mm-hmm. You could just mm-hmm. change them out. If you didn't like yeah. them, yeah.
0: So I we've mean, got there's
1: chrome, th- we've got nickel, brushed nickel, satin, we've got the oil rub bronze that we
0: mentioned, iron, unlacquered iron, crystal Puter. glass, pewter, mm-hmm. ceramic, painted. I, I saw something recently, it's called gunmetal, that it was just beautiful, very rustic. It was mm-hmm. a silvery finish, but kind of reminded, it's almost like a silver version. Of unlacquered brass. It was kind of a oh. very rough finish. It wasn't mm-hmm. honed. It was kind of more mm-hmm. of a, it wasn't, excuse me, it wasn't polished. It was more like a honed finish. Right. Really lovely. And then the gold. Have you seen the gold? Yeah, like a champagne gold. Um, yes. what you talking about. Yes, yes, a champagne gold. Not exactly a brass. I mean, there's so many options out there. And then an ash gray. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, you're, so there's many, so many options. options. I mean, I'm really, to me, this is so fun because it's really whatever, if you can imagine it, it's probably out there and available for you. I mean, just go looking. There's so many incredible options. It's an exciting time for doorknobs and holes. And and- <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. We're talking about sort of all the hardware and there are different, obviously so many different styles of hardware to coordinate with your look. So it's really taking your look to that next level, to really diving deep into the details of your look. So if you have a very modern kitchen, you know, you're not going to want to put ribbon and reed on it. But Mm -hmm. man, if you've got this whole French country thing going on, like obviously, you know, you've now had... The the best hardware picked out by the queen of the French country looks. Like that's that is the the knob or pull that you should have because it's going to take your look to that next level. You know, just don't be satisfied with what came on the furniture or what you bought your house and those are the knobs that are on the kitchen cabinets. This is so easy to change and to really, really give it that designer look by making it all work. Absolutely. It's like punctuation in mm-hmm. a sense. You know, you're like, bam, you know, just like putting the exclamation point on your look, you know, underlining it, putting the period on it. Like, it is necessary. And make such a difference.
0: Well, another thing I want to mention is kind of one of the hot things now, if you want the latest and the greatest as far as the trends go, are the oversized pulls. And you're not going to be able to use the same holes if you go with these oversized pulls. But that's definitely a very on-trend look right now uh it's very sleek and contemporary and it's a beautiful look for a kitchen so that's something that you can look out look for if you have a kind of more a contemporary or a modern or just kind of a minimalistic look in your kitchen
1: yeah, the ones I would stay away from just in general, especially, if, you know, even if you're just paying, you know, a $1.50 or $3 or $4 a knob, you know, it adds up. I would stay away from the whimsical ones, you uh-huh. know, unless you're doing a nursery or a kid's room or something like that, or it's one little piece of furniture that maybe has one drawer and you do something, you know, like a butterfly or something like that. When you're talking about hardware on moss, like in a kitchen Mm -hmm. or on, uh, you know, a a big cabinet with maybe some drawers and some cabinet that open with poles or something, I would stay away from anything whimsical or or too
0: cute. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I agree with you because this is, you want something a little more classic, but I... Don't want you to shy away for some, from some fun whimsical things. Other places, I had an antique uh, dresser in the girls' room uh, that I used dragonfly knobs for, for pulls, and mm-hmm. it was just so. And they were kind of an antique kind of look, iron looking. I really loved the look, but having a kitchen full of that, I think would have been, you know, I would have you know, heard the little leaves buzzing or the, the wings buzzing in my ears. <laughs> but but for the little dresser, I thought it was really perfect. So right, that but so at those where small, you said
1: you had it, right? In, right. In, but in small
0: doses. Room. Right. It was right. in a girls small room doses. in a small dose. Yeah. Uh another thing I wanted to bring up is if you're buying some online, like from D Lawless and you want to do your whole kitchen, st- Just get a sample or two to start with and make sure you're happy with it. Try it on there and see what it looks like. And then when you, uh, you know, are are happy with it, then you can buy with confidence and go ahead and buy the rest for your whole kitchen. Because I think that's scary buying 25 knobs or 30 or 15 or whatever when, you know, you're not sure exactly uh, how it's going to look in your kitchen. That's a really good point.
1: And, um, and I'm sure, you know, you could buy a couple and, you know, just maybe when you're ordering, just ask them how many they have. maybe you make instead of just putting the order in online, whether it's D lawless or someplace else, you know, contact them, say, how many do you have in stock? Cause you don't want to fall in love with something and they, oh, we have three left, you mm-hmm. know, and you just bought yeah. two of them. Yeah. Um, and don't diddle around either, you know? Don't Mm -hmm. wait six weeks, you know, don't wait until your husband rings in on it or something. Just make your decision. Have them come in. Try them out right away. Are you telling
0: people to ignore their spouse's (laughs) opinions? No, no, not
1: necessarily. I'm just saying, you know, get on it. (laughs) Don't put it on the bottom of the list. Um, Another thing that you have to consider with uh, knobs or pulls or something that's going to go into either the drawer front or the cabinet front is the width of you know the wood or the material that that drawer or the cabinet is made of and the length of the the screw that will come off the actual decorative part of the knob that has to be longer right so it can come through i've had some situations where i was like oh you know i got this cute little End table or something, and it has a drawer. And I want to put this knob on it that I have in my stash of things, and I'll take it out. And for whatever reason, the way the drawer is configured, the age of it, what have you, the wood is too thick. And then the, the screw part doesn't fit all the way through. So then obviously you cannot affix it.
0: Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. So That's there's the just
1: another consideration. I mean, it made me think of it when Anita gave you that good tip. Don't buy Forty of them and pay for them to be shipped to your house only to find out that A, you don't like them or B, now this other point that I bring up is that the, the screw part is too short. I so know that's can, probably something that would be in the description.
0: Right. Of- but if the screw is that, that's a cheap part. If you just need a longer screw, usually that's a separate part and you can buy those pretty cheaply, you know, at the hardware store. So uh, that wouldn't keep me from buying buying some knobs, but that is good to know. Okay. I haven't seen ones where it, you can, it's a separate
1: piece. Really? All so, of mine
0: are separate. The screw, the screw part comes from the back and the knob yeah. goes on the front. Yours are, what do you have? A bunch of
1: old antique ones? I maybe, maybe, but you know, that, uh, mine seems to be all in one thing, but you know, and also if you, you know, if you want to make this a quick and wonderful thing, then you don't really want to go buying like screws you know, then you have to find out the one that's wide enough to go in. It's, it's just you are falling down this very
0: unpleasant rabbit hole with that. I would just oh find ones that. Oh my gosh. You if know, you there's still so to buy a couple extra screws. That would be, that would be life ending. Like, I don't know if you could go on if you had to go buy some extra okay,
1: screws. <laughs> no, but you, I think you're missing. I think, I think
0: we're missing a key
1: element. You're talking about one that will go, the screw goes through the front. You see the front of the screw and it goes all the way through. There are right. a lot of knobs where that doesn't happen where.
0: You don't see the screw in the front and it's all one piece. Yeah. Well, in that case, it's going to have to be the right length. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, lady. Okay. All That's right. All okay. I'm saying. <laughs> well, we always agree in the end. We find a way to agree. Let me put it that no, way. But there's always but some common ground. There is a way to get there. But yeah. here's the, but
1: here's another good point. You know, a, a person listening could be like, Oh, yeah. Oh, and then they're like, Oh, no, no, that makes sense. What Anita said, but here, yeah, there's the caveat. It's a different kind of knob because mm, you can't right. just go get a screw because. It isn't a screw; it's the the screwy thing. <laughs> so,
0: so, get the and sample one. That's all very one. technical. Get, get the, the sample. Get the sample knob, and then you'll know. How about that?
1: Yeah, there it. you that's go. The safe way to go. Yeah, so that that's such a big difference. I really, you know, I'm I am so happy with what I decided. In my kitchen, which was to go with these glass knobs, and mm-hmm. you, you find those in your local stores. You could certainly get an incredible collection from D. Lawless. They actually have their own line of Depression
0: glass knobs. Yes, that I saw those. They look beautiful. They are really they pretty. Are. Lots so of different I went colors. With
1: yeah, and but I went with the clear glass in my kitchen. And boy, mm-hmm. am I glad I did because it, you know, obviously has to function because I want to open and close the drawers and the cabinets. But I didn't want a lot of visual noise because I had mm-hmm. considered going with the matte black, which was, you know, kind of really really coming, you know, just just coming onto the horizon a little bit a couple of years ago when I was doing this kitchen and I thought, "Oh, that will look so sharp, you know, against the white." And but you know what, you guys? It would have just been way too much with 23 poles and knobs and, you know, my stove. And it just would have been too much. This way, it's, it's fairly seamless, but you know they're there. And the look of them complements the whole style of my house.
0: Well, and you have a Victorian house. So I think that that's something that's going to go perfectly for your home. I mean, that's something right. that but my they But mine aren't even faceted. They're just plain mm-hmm. glass. Very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and they have
1: that kind of almost like the old schoolhouse uh, lampshade shape to them. Like they're a little bulbous with a, like a rounded point. Really mm-hmm. simple.
0: Mm-hmm. They sound lovely. They sound lovely. Well, but that's you. the good news is you. that you can get what you want. There are so many choices. It really does not matter what your design style is. You're going to be able to find something, I think, that suits your style. We've got a cr- some crushes to talk about,
1: mm-hmm. and then we have a listener question.
0: Okay. I I have my crush today. It, it was it made me think of it because as Evie was walking out the door, she said, my throat feels a little dry. <laughs> and I said oh, – I'm surprised she didn't come back in. Stay home. I know. I said, take your umka. And I thought, umka. oh, well, that's going to be my – favorite find, or my crush for today is, uh, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes, but it's called Umka. And it's, uh, you know, most of those things in your, I know this is going to sound like an ad, but it's not, this is just, <laughs> they're not a sponsor. I just love this product because most of those things in your medicine cabinet for your cold uh, treat the symptoms, but this actually boosts your immune system. So it shortens the length of the cold and it lessens the severity of it. And I And that's what it says on the box, but I can can just tell you from my own personal experiences, I just, if I'm getting a cold, I take this at the first onset of any symptom and it usually goes away super fast. And then I think you you need to take it for about a a day longer, but you're going to love it.
1: Okay. 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 I have a completely different, this is, this is kind of a crash, I guess, Um. I but I stumbled upon this video on YouTube and you mm-hmm. know how we love linen and I don't know maybe I don't know you know how you get these things offered to you on your sidebar maybe because you were looking for linen someplace else I don't know mm-hmm. you know obviously the the uh, Google gods know what we're all up to but uh, this video came across my screen and so I clicked on it and it's a video made by this older Irish gentleman in County Donegal and It is about taking flax to linen, like for reals, you guys like he's plants the seeds. It's, it's not that long of a video. You know, they do, they do, they do. This is sounding little. (laughs) Are we going to have to
0: watch the flax grow? That's my question. It's very relaxing to watch the flax grow.
1: (laughs) No, it's, you know, they, they obviously cut and edit and stuff like that. But first of all, he's got, he's a sweet looking man and it's, um, produced by like the Historical Society or something in County Donegal. And here's this gentleman and he did this kind of work up until like 1955. But anyway, I, th- I found it really interesting to watch because, and made me appreciate particularly any vintage linens that I come upon mm-hmm. uh, to see the effort that goes into making this. And it gives you an idea why, you know, if you buy a linen, a real linen pillow, although, you know, now it's made, a lot of the, the process is done by machines not by this gentleman anymore uh but still it's a it's a very long process to have the real mm-hmm. deal you know the real flax linen i'm so, going to watch uh, it was this. fun yeah well, i like, mean you know you you guys might say oh my god this, this is a big snooze but i think you'd just be charmed as i was by this gentleman and uh, it's very authentic and you know it Maybe it's like seven or eight minutes long all the way through, but just it gives you a real appreciation as we all have, I think, of, you know, linen as a, as a fiber. And like some, one of the, the comments was not Somebody wrote like, how cool was it that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, somebody saw flax growing? And they were like, I can make a
0: shirt out of that, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, I know, but yeah. it's, it's really even more fascinating than that because there were all these, Home looms that were only so wide. So if you get a sheet or a a tablecloth or something that somebody loomed at home on a farm or something, there's a seam right in the center because they, these home, uh, equipment that they made for making the fabric was, was not very wide. But this is something that people, you know, would use the homespun linen all the time. And I love getting those sheets. They're usually you know, they're not fine and thin like uh, something made today, but, but there's, it's very rough and very soft. It's amazing how the old linen – oh, sorry. I could take go on and on talking about the linen, but I've got to watch this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you might enjoy it. He's he's kind of hard to understand because he's got a heavy, heavy brogue, but it's, he's so charming. And so I, I rewound it and watched it a couple times. But, yeah, you know, he – Brogue? So, did, is he Scottish? Where did you say he's from? It, it, he's Irish. Oh, yeah, but okay, there, okay. There is some, you know, he mentioned some Scottish things in there. So I'm not really 100% sure because it is hard to catch every word, but okay. it's definitely uh, in County Donegal in Ireland where this oh, one's made. Oh, great. But anyway, have a lick if you are on YouTube and you might enjoy it. I just, I liked the whole idea of learning about it. And because I do shop for antique linens, I like mm-hmm. the tip that Anita just gave us, you know, hey. Am I correct in thinking? So if you found a piece of linen Mm -hmm. and you're going to purchase it, you know, at an antique market or something, and it's really super, super wide and they're telling you it's really old, maybe it's not because you know, if it was hand loomed, maybe it shouldn't be so wide. And then the other hand, maybe if you find one that has a seam, or maybe even two, maybe that is an indication that it is very old and it was hand loomed.
0: Would you say right? That, it needs Anita? A, right. There's a, oh yeah. If it doesn't have that center seam, if it's kind of a wide, yeah. If it's a sheet and there's no center seam, and they're saying it's really old, well, I, I shouldn't say it. That's that's the home homespun would Mm -hmm. have the smaller loom so i don't know that wouldn't necessarily mean because i guess there were factories after the time there were factories Mm -hmm. then they started making them them wider but yeah if it's a rough one and they're saying oh it's homespun linen and then there's no Mm -hmm. center seam like "Mm, no i'd probably not okay
1: good tip okay
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all
1: righty so we've got some that that was definitely divergent uh different kinds of crushes today. Our listener question has to do with draperies and what you might put under them if you need to block additional light or you need some privacy. So the question is from um, Rachel and she wants to know, so if she's putting up draperies and um, they're really decorative and she's probably not going to close them, what would we suggest for the privacy portion of that window treatment? Would we do, uh, again, another fabric, Roman shade, or something else?
0: Uh, oh, I love the natural woven, the bamboo shades, but you could do, I guess, a Roman shade, but I wouldn't want it to be a very bulky thing. I definitely would want something uh, that kind of pushes up and out of the way. Uh, that's probably my my favorite call would be the bamboo or natural woven. Or a very light, some other sort of shade like that, that you can push up and out of the way. And, you know, I really vote heavily for the cordless versions where you're not having the strings just pooling on the floor.
1: Yeah, the cordless is such a good idea. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have to have the up, down, down, ups, I would have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I would stay away from another, introducing another fabric. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could do it if maybe your draperies were a like a large pattern and then you did a very simple, maybe a linen, you know, just a cotton, mm-hmm. yeah. a very, uh, you know, obviously a solid with no texture and just something really simple that's right. not calling attention to itself. Right. But I really uh, think the juxtaposition between doing uh, – Fabric and then these natural wovens is so dynamite. So I 100% mm-hmm. agree with that, Anita. I would do that as well. And there's so many choices in those from sort of tortoiseshelly. You could get weathered gray looking. You could get you know darker ebony, and you could get matchstick. You could get thicker ones. There, there's so many ways to go, and that you can have privacy lined as well, or you could just have or blackening, I should say. But if you maybe just wanted privacy, but a little bit of light still coming through the slats, then you just don't get them lined. There's a lot of ways you can go, a lot of options with that. But I think it would look best if they were different materials.
0: Well, and I wanted to say, because I looked all over for gray natural wovens, or basically bamboo shades, only Mm -hmm. found one that I like. And that's what's throughout my uh, house. And that's the Bally Cabo Placid. That's what I I used in my house and I can have a link to that. But that's, that is, it's got a lot of gray in it if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And I love it. Oh,
1: that's a good tip. Yeah. Because, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: maybe that is hard to find. find. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're very good. They're very, I've had these now for, uh, let's see, how long have I been in this house? Six years. And I have the cordless and they've done very, very well. So I can highly uh, recommend those with a lot of confidence.
1: You're just full of tips today. Well, we try wow. to be, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're just you're really hitting them out of the park today. So much fun. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. Um, remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home and get over your cold fast. <laughs> so until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com consult. We hope to talk to you soon.